Good debt is viewed as taking on debt that benefits your life. This debt is a way to create wealth by leverage. A mortgage for a house will build equity, for example. Bad debt, on the other hand, does just the opposite. It's a burden, a weight on your shoulders, and unlike most home purchases, bad debt most always goes down in value over time. Good day and welcome to the Save Like Dave podcast, where we are on a mission to help you save and win with your money on almost any income level. Dave retired at 55, traveled the world, and lived abundantly, all while making well under $50,000 a year his entire career. Now it's your turn. Let's take your financial dreams to the next level. Today's episode is all about good debt versus bad debt. You know, generally we don't recommend any debt, but uh, in some cases, Dave does say that it's okay to have some good debt as a part of your net worth. So Dave, go ahead and take it away. Thank you, Nate. And yeah, Nate is right. There's not much good debt, so to speak, but there is some, and I'll talk about that today. Most debt that we do take on, like credit cards that we don't pay off every month, and the car that goes down in value the minute you drive out of the car dealership, so on and so forth, that's bad debt. It doesn't go up in value and it goes down in value, just the opposite of what you want. And so today I'm talking about how you can use debt and lever that money to uh, grow your wealth. So the first thing I want to do is just share you my example of the very first one that I bought. And so you can get a visual picture of what it looks like to have debt. Some of you that are listening, or maybe many of you already have purchased a home. And so you know what I'm talking about. But if not, this little storyline is for you. Back when I was married, back in the 80s, my wife and I had been married a couple of years. We had lived in a duplex for those two years. We thought it was time to buy our first home. And so we moved to a new community from where we lived outside of Portland. And we bought a home with 10% down with 10.5% interest for 30 years. It was a three-bedroom, two-bath, two-car garage. And I will tell you, when we made that first purchase for a total of $55,000, it was really scary at first. Now, everything being equal, 40 years ago, $55,000 for me at least was a lot. And that might be the equivalent of three dollars to $500,000 today. And uh, again, as you know, that if you've listened to me, I didn't have a lot of income all those years. And so this was a big, scary purchase. However, over time, I did pay it down with extra payments and I built equity quicker than I would have if I just paid the minimum payments every month. And that was a huge help in allowing me to purchase the next step of my life. And that was two homes. What happened was we lived in Oregon. I lived in Oregon 20 years and my wife, 16, we met in there in four years after I was there. And after we lived in Oregon for... Well, yeah, about 16 years, we decided to move to another state. And so what happened was we sold that initial house that I paid $55,000 for, and we had paid down on that significantly. However, the value of the house went up significantly. And so what happened was the way the market works for most people in real estate, after we sold that house, I think it was about 15 years, we netted $100,000 in net profit. Okay, so we bought it for 55000 
because of the growth in the real estate market and paying down on that $55,000 mortgage, we netted $100,000. So the next thing we did, and this is the cool part, and this is where you can see how leverage really works. We moved to another state, and so I have $100,000 in equity that's not taxed, and we wanted to buy a home, but we could not find a home that we really liked, and so we ended up buying a threeplex, and that means it's a what they would call a three-family home, and we lived in one of the three parts of that, one of the plexes, for about a year, and while we were living there, we started to have a brand new home built for us. So the cool thing that we ended up doing was we took that $100,000 and we took half of it, $50,000, and put the down payment on this threeplex. And then after the year of living in the threeplex, we bought the brand new build and we put $50,000 on that. Okay, so we used equity from the first home for the next, but this time we applied half to the threeplex and half to our personal home. Then as the value rose over time, that leveraged good debt grew twice as fast. Two properties were growing in value and not just one. Yeah, very interesting. And uh, I do remember that time in that threeplex because we lived there on that third floor. Wasn't that nice? That was, without a doubt, probably my least favorite time of of living. We were cramped in this small little third floor apartment. Two bedroom. Remember the roofs were so angled that you could hit your head if you weren't careful. Yeah, it was it was tight. Yeah, it was. But we were only there a year and uh, turned out pretty well, actually. We made some pretty good money on that property. So let's move on. I want to talk to you a little bit about it and what it might look like for you and how good debt or leverage is a really good way to grow your overall net worth your portfolio, however you want to say it. And if you want to get ahead in the real estate market or just get ahead quicker than the typical person by just putting it in uh, their 401k or stock market, this is what I found to be a really good way to grow your money. Good debt is a type of debt that can potentially provide long-term financial gains and enhance your overall financial situation. It typically involves borrowing money for investments or purchases that have the potential to increase in value. The key is the potential to increase in value. You know, real estate or stock market, over time, they've always gone up, but there is a potential for it to go down. So I don't want to say it's risk-free, but no risk, no reward, right? But I tell you that this is the key to winning with money, in my opinion. What you need to do is create value in these real estate products so that you will generate income over time. And those of you that have listened to me before know that we have real estate and every month I get a check from these holdings that we can use to do whatever we want with. But it took a long time. It took a lot of work, but it did pay off. All right. Good debt is generally considered strategic and a responsible use of borrowing because it can help you build wealth and improve your financial well-being. Now, this involves risks, as I said, and for some of you, that is too scary. I get that. But if you are in a position where you're ready to take some risk, I would ask you to consider real estate as one of the options. As I mentioned, when we bought our very first home, it was very scary. But over time, it did get easier, and the benefits of investing for our future was well worth the risk. And as I said just a minute ago, no risk, no rewards, right? Yeah, I know specifically with the uh, 
the home purchases, you didn't make money on those right away, you know, because you're paying off all the house, you're paying off all the debt. But now you're at the point where you have no more debt and you're just earning a paycheck from the renters. Right. Yeah. The first rentals that I bought out in Oregon, the mortgage was equal to the rental income for about five to 10 years, depending on which one we looked at. And so basically for 10 years, and that's a long time, we didn't make a whole lot of money because again, the mortgage, we had to pay the mortgage every month. And uh, the rent at the time just wasn't enough to really put a lot of money in my pocket. However, things change. Uh, We did start paying down one of the houses. Eventually, I paid it off, and then we paid off a second, and, and so on and so forth. During that same time, the rental market went up because that's how the market works. Over time, things go up in value. And so we got the double win. We reduced the, uh, the debt on our homes, and we increased our income because the rents went up. And again, it's over long term, but that's the way to do it. Yeah, it's definitely not a get-rich-quick opportunity. No. And you'll see those people on TV or on the radio once in a while say, you know, come to my seminar and, you know, basically I'll make you rich in three years. Well, I'm sure there's one or two out there that has done that, but I would say 99% are not going to win that way. It's a long-term proposition. All right. Here's a couple more examples of good debt. Like I mentioned, mortgage debt. Borrowing money to purchase a home is often considered good debt because it allows you to build equity in a valuable asset like I just mentioned how I did it. And additionally, mortgage interest may be tax deductible in in some cases, and I would say in many cases it is. Another debt that uh, you may not think of as good debt, but it's student debt, or excuse me, student loans. Taking out student loans to invest in education and career advancement can be seen as good debt since it can lead to higher earning potential and career opportunities in the long run. Now, I will put a little caveat here, and that is it does also depend on what type of education you get. You know, if you listen to Dave Ramsey at all, you'll know he'll say, if you spend uh, $200,000 on basket weaving, it's not going to do you a whole lot of good. You know, if you go into some of these fields uh, working for nonprofits or certain businesses that traditionally do not pay that well, you might need to consider going a different route. But statistically, taking out a loan to get in a career that pays well will give you far more opportunities than if you just had a high school education, as an example. Another good debt example is business loans. Borrowing to start or expand business can be considered good debt if it leads to increased income and profits, right? Makes sense? Yeah, and actually, many days, depending on the type of business, if you have a hands-on business where you have to uh, do manual labor or some of these other things, maybe you do need a business loan. But in our case, my wife and I's business, and in many businesses nowadays, you don't need even a loan to start the business. Right. Yeah, that's right, Nate. There is opportunities And if you can do it without taking a loan out, that's all the better. Start small. You know, if you started as a side hustle, you still have an income from your regular day job and you start a side hustle on the nights and weekends, you work your tail off, you can win with money and not even go into debt. Another example of good debt is real estate investments, borrowing to purchase income-producing properties, such as rental real estate, like the one I shared, can be a form of good debt because it can generate rental income and potentially appreciate a value. And potentially is, I would say, again, 99% of the time, it's definitely going to increase in value. Investment loans. Using borrowed funds to invest in stocks, 
bonds, or other investment opportunities can be considered good debt if the returns on the investments exceed the cost of borrowing, which is the interest. Now, this is a little bit more risky, and you have to be really careful, but the example is true. If you purchase the right stocks and bonds and other investment opportunities, you would consider it good debt because you're going to earn money, you're going to make money, and it's not going to go down in value. All right, I want to mention, though, it's important to know that whether a particular debt is considered good depends on your individual financial situation, your goals, and the specific terms of the debt. So in other words, you need to do your homework. You need to become educated on how to purchase and and why and where. There's a lot of big things you need to think about before you make that purchase. Yeah, and there's certainly... uh... You know, I don't know, I'm sure Dave will mention it, but there is what happens where maybe you take on too much good debt and uh, say, for instance, you try and what is called over leverage yourself and suddenly you're trying to uh, use debt to purchase all these properties. Well, the bank doesn't necessarily look at that as a very safe opportunity. And actually, I know Dave Ramsey had a falling out from something of taking on too much, quote unquote, good debt. That's right. Yeah. If you really want to know a real, hear a really good story. Type in uh, Dave Ramsey's testimony or story, whatever that would be on YouTube. He's got an incredible video. It tells how he did that. He got into way too much debt and the banks called his loans and he lost everything. And uh, it's a good example, like what Nate just said. So let me just cover a couple of points here and then we'll be done. It's critical to manage debt responsibly and within your means to avoid financial stress or negative consequences like the Dave Ramsey example that Nate gave. Also, interest rates, repayment terms, and risk factors should all be considered when evaluating whether a particular debt is good or bad for your financial health. The most common good debt is buying your own home. Currently, 66% of Americans own a home. So for those of you that are new to investing, does this type of debt interest you or does it scare you? If you are considering purchasing a home or investment with debt, and another way to say it is a mortgage, this can be a life-changing experience. If done correctly, it will allow you to reach your financial goals much sooner than just investing in the market or other investment products. Are you willing to put in the time to learn how to buy a home or an investment? It can be a great way to win with money. So that's all for today. But what I want to do, as I always do, is I'm going to end with three points to emphasize and then one to take action. You know, the purpose of this podcast and every podcast I do is to get you thinking about how you deal with money and how you can use money to become financially free, if that's your goal, or just to make life easier or to help others in need. And it's important to really understand what you're doing when you get involved in finances. But my goal today is to have you think about using good debt to create wealth. Here's three points I want to leave you with. Not all debt is considered bad debt. Purchasing a home or a real estate investment home would be considered good debt. Risk is involved, of course. However, with education, this can be a great way to move the needle financially. And by education, I mean that you study, you read, you talk to others, you learn how to do that investing. The next point I want to note to you is student loans. Interestingly, they are considered good debt because statistically having a college education has proven to be a huge advantage in doing better financially. 
and education opens the door to better paying jobs and opportunities. Lastly, business loans can be another form of good debt. Now, of course, there are tremendous risks involved. I'm sure you've read about many companies, large and small, that have not succeeded. However, there can be a huge upside if you do it right and are also a little bit lucky. All right, the last thing I want to talk about is to take action. And what I need to ask you is, did I get you thinking about investing in real estate or starting a business? Or maybe after you listen today, you realize that going to college can really change your life for the better. If so, take time today to brainstorm the details, the who, the what, the when, the where. Those type of questions must be considered before you move forward. However, if done properly, it will change your life. Yeah, really good stuff today. And just a good thing to keep in mind, just because it's quote unquote good debt doesn't necessarily mean you need to take it on. Doesn't mean you need to go and look for a house to buy or get a bunch of student loans. You know, every person is unique in their own situation. And, uh, you know, certainly conditions right now, a lot of times, I don't know how you feel about this, Dave, but the conditions of the current market that we're here in 2023, towards the end of 2023, everything that I've read is the recommendation is to rent and not buy a house at the moment. Yeah, I would agree with that, Nate. Um, There may be small markets that you could still buy right now and and, uh, win with uh, real estate. However, like Nate said, this market is very volatile. That's my sense. And with the high interest rates, the huge credit card debt, the huge ballooning United States debt, a lot of bad signals are saying we're going to have a recession or even a depression. And so I would not necessarily buy real estate right now. But I would leave you with this. If you can, save as much as you can, as quick as you can, because as everything goes, everything cycles, and there will be a time in the future where you will be able to buy real estate. And if you can save a lot now, it'll make your purchase decision a lot easier. Yeah, that's a great point. All right, well, that wraps up this week's episode. And on the next podcast, Dave is going to dig a little deeper and share about the 1031 exchange. Have you ever heard of a 1031 exchange? If you don't know, this is primarily used during a real estate transaction and if done properly, can transform your real estate holdings. It allows you to defer your taxes, sometimes forever. Dave says it's the second best thing the U.S. government offers for investors after the Roth IRA. And your savings over a lifetime can be unbelievable with the 1031 exchange. So make sure you stick around for next week's episode. And lastly, if you like the episode, we'd appreciate it if you leave us a rating and review. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or even Spotify, if you just click on our podcast, scroll down and leave us a rating and review. And Dave's going to finish with a verse today. Thank you, Nate. And thank you, everyone who does give us a review. I appreciate that. The scripture is Luke chapter 14, verse 28. Suppose one of you wants to build a tower. Won't you first sit down and estimate the cost to see if you have enough money to complete it?